Hey, Bill Crystal here. I just got back from the Weekly Standard Cruise, and this joke of a show is still going on. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. That all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing. An evil thing. Look at me! I'm Chandler! Could I be wearing any more clothes? Hello, and welcome back to the Substandard, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave tech you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Get your first month for only 5 bucks with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on our podcast, search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. In addition, we'd also like to remind you that substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are often available on Fridays at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, what's going on? You were, you were at the shore. You're back. I'm great. I was at the shore taking a little bit of professional surfing, which was great. And, uh, and I am wearing today my backup headphones. <laughs> which is awesome. I took the old ones, which had been worn by somebody else wait, 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 out wait, wait, for cleaning. Wait. Hold on. You had you have two ex- identical set of status audio headphones? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't even tell if this is shtick or if, you are, if you're being serious. Oh, he's being serious, all right. 100%. Serious. Why do you... Wait, you, so, but you already had two sets of headphones? I... Did you, the sh- buy the a, stick, did you buy the a second one? would be to say that I went and bought a second one, but I did not. I already had a second one. And Did that's you have my backup f- pair. For home? hmm And I brought that in, and the other one has been thrown away. <laughs> no, it hasn't been thrown You could have given it to our uh, permanent co-host. Yeah, he why would have liked it. Put it on eBay. <laughs> when, okay, great. When you were in Bel- Do you remember that episode of, yes. of Seinfeld where the, it cuts to the scene opens with Seinfeld with his hand out and a belt, and he drops it into a trash can? And his, the girlfriend of the episode says, what's that all about? And he says, oh, I got a little overzealous in the bathroom and the tip of it hit the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, and so he goes, ah. she says, you're insane. And then the door opens and it's Kramer. He says, well, it's a sliding scale. Yeah. But that's good. about, I would throw no, away a belt he also touch did the side the, of a urinal. Well, he did the same thing in a... In the a, side of the urinal? Like the outside of the urinal? You know the partitions on either side of you? Yeah, yeah. The metal partitions uh-huh. bolted into the wall? I would throw out a belt that touched those. No. Hmm. Uh, that's a, but that's do you remember in Seinfeld he did the same thing with the shoelaces? He was throwing out, he was taking out the shoelaces because it had touched the I said, Oh, yeah, it's understandable. Did, we, it did we, a few weeks ago, discuss bar- various u- u- uh, urinal like situations? We did. We yeah, talked about the trough. The trough. The trough, yeah. right. Uh, I still find it I, I, amusing slash horrifying whenever I go into a bathroom that doesn't have the partitions dividing the urinals. Like I don't what Oh yeah. Why would you why mm-hmm. why would you not spend the like ten dollars per piece of wood to get those installed? I really I literally don't understand it. I remember a former colleague here and you know you'd go up there to the to the uh to the urinal and he'd come over and say, How's it going? And just look, you know. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you know, I remember that. Like, guy. uh hi. Oh by the way, it's really cold in this bathroom. Yes. So JV. so but that's that's uh, whatever. That was that was just where I am today. Over the weekend. Wait, I are you going car. to buy? Wait, wait, are you going to buy another backup pair of headphones? Maybe. 
good folks at Status Audio get a lot of business out of the substandard. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'll say. Don't let Warren use my headphones again. Uh, well, don't do it. I, I don't like other people using my things. The funny thing is, he said it in such a in such a way that was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I think he, I said I could use it or something like that. Uh, so said, it is oh. grotesque. It is grotesque. It is it is literally they're no not, different. They're not earbuds. Than using. No, it's Ear- worse. These are cups that your ears fit oh, inside. That's, all right, first off, that's you're insane. Earbuds are a million not, times worse. Earbuds go inside uh-huh. the ear canal. Yeah, they get all the, the like earwax look, and, and look, sweat and stuff. These just go on top of the ears. They are both the worst. I would not use <laughs> earbuds that somebody else had used. I would not use earbuds that, like, no, just no. Anyway, let me go on, because I actually had something to contribute. <laughs> yes, I spent a lot please, of time in please, the car. Please, Howard Hughes, continue. Anyway, I, uh, I as a father... Four, I try very, very hard to watch my language around the kids. And it's funny because for years, years, I managed to never curse in front of our children. And this is funny because in real life, IRL, I curse all the time. My wife, who IRL never curses, was the one who would curse around the kids. Yeah, always because the children had driven her to it, and it was sort of funny. Uh, about two years ago, I the, the floodgate, the dam burst for me for some reason, and now I curse in front of the kids much more than I should, and I feel bad about it. This is I don't say this as pride or anything, but I may have dropped an f bomb to my nine year old over the weekend, and his response was to look at me and say. Market 2035. You're the one who's got to bleep it. Wow. <laughs> they learned so fast. That's impressive. That's very and impressive. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. It was very funny. It's like the equivalent of a swear jar, really, when we say it, market down. It's like a swear jar. Uh, by the way, when you were up in Belmar, did you go to the great pizza place? What's it called again? Federico's. Yes. Of course we went to Federico's. And we went to Point Pleasant. And Were you there with the whole family or? Sorry, crazy question. I don't go anywhere with the whole family. There's too many of them. Uh, I took the two older kids, and the my seven year old (laughs) went hard at Point Pleasant. I mean, she was she wanted every ride, no matter how scary the ride was. And what is Point Pleasant? Oh, it's beautiful. It's on the shore. On the shore, it's a town on the shore with with big boardwalk with rides and Mm -hmm. carnival type stuff and And great bars. Yeah, Martells. Sorry. So they. They went to do the mouse Trey together. Wins. Oh, oh! And uh, my seven-year-old, who had been, as I say, like being just going, no, please clink your ice. The people want to hear that, Vic. <laughs> uh, had been going very hard. They did, that, and she was like, "Yeah, let's do the mouse. Let's do the mouse." And the mouse is, for people who don't know it, a tiny sort of roller coaster, but terrifying because it's built with duct tape and bailing wire. And so I have pictures of her as they depart. And then get dragged up the thing, and then pictures of them thirty seconds later as they are coming to the end of the ride. And my seven-year-old girl is like, "Get me the f out of here!" She says, "I'm never going on that again." And it intense. was funny seeing yeah. The, yeah. the the quick change. I remember going to a bar in part uh, in Point Pleasant uh, with my buddies, and I'm in the car, and my buddy Stevie Starris is driving. We get out of the parking lot at the end of the night, and there's a sobriety checkpoint uh, at the corner. And I, my first piece of advice was, quick, turn around. The cops never realize. Yeah. No, they the would cops not. never notice that. Yeah. Turn around, and especially if you go fast. Yeah. Right. You turn oh. around. They'll no, just, no, no. Yeah, just, uh, just, just I that guy must break. 
Just that do guy a, must have forgotten something. Yank, yank the hard, yank the wheel hard <laughs> left and pull the e brake, and you're, you'll spin out. And it'll be fine. Well, thank God he didn't listen to me. We just drove right through. They waved us through. Um, they probably looked in, saw two Asian dudes, and thought, uh, "What are the odds?" And uh, actually, uh, we <laughs> he didn't even have his headlights on. Anyway, but <laughs> we may, hey, I'm here now. I'm here now. Okay. And Steve is doing a stretch of yeah, 15 yeah, and counting. He is, he is. But yeah, you're fine. He's missing a leg. Um, Sonny, how was your weekend? Is that enough time for you to think about what you did? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, behind the scenes, I was like, I got no idea what I'm going to talk about this. Uh, no, I, I was just really excited that football was back. Uh, I spent like literally six nice. hours parked on my couch watching Red Zone uh, and kind of absorbing just play after play after i mean red zone really i think I, we may have talked about this last year jbl i think you hate red zone right well i don't have it but uh, in theory i hate it yeah it it really is like crack it just it gives you like pleasure point after pleasure point after pleasure point uh with football in in record time and uh i i can't recommend it enough is the red it's zone really, like Cut to the chase. It just cuts well, out so all the extra Red stuff. Z- Red Zone is live. It's okay. live, and right. they go game to game. Anytime a team, like the, it's called the Red Zone, because in theory, it's like anytime a team is inside the Red Zone, they cut to that Boom. game. They're watching, that and game. you're watching, like you're watching mm-hmm. the scores. But they bring you all the touchdowns, basically in real time or right after, as opposed to watching the uh, injury cart get as, rolled you're right, out exactly. <laughs> onto in, the field. Or as opposed to watching that awful Redskins Eagles game. Just I watched that. You know, can I cure you of your Red Zone? Red Zone. Philia? No. In one sentence? Yeah, sure, go ahead. There is a straight line from the red zone to avocado toast. I don't understand <laughs> what that means. That doesn't make any sense. You're, People you're who demographic. Instagra- instant gratification yeah. right now with no need to save up to I, buy a house. I know what I am. Appreciate the I already own a house. Life. I already own a house. I can, I can do whatever I want now. I can eat all the avocado toast uh, and watch all the red zone. No, but like it, 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 it has destroyed... Like it, this is I, I, football. Football will probably be dead in twenty years, and it will be dead be, by its own success. Because you know, on the one hand, fantasy football is killing people's interest in their own, you know, hometown teams. Right? Nobody cares about, or I mean, people obviously care about their team, but you know, you you're also like deeply invested in your own fantasy team. Uh, and the Red Zone channel has set it up so even if you uh, still want to watch your home team. It's really hard to ignore the pull to go over to channel 861 and watch, you know, all of the action happening at once, especially because the NFL, again, extremely successful, filled with ads, just nothing but ads in every individual game. Um, and, uh, And then, of course, there's the fact that children don't play football anymore because of all the concussions. Nobody wants to ruin their 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 children's future by putting putting them in the in the line of fire. JBL. So the red zone is interesting in that ordinarily I would say this is another op- example of the NFL putting short-term profit maximization over long the long-term health of the business, just like expanding to nearly every day of the week, which mm-hmm. I think is in the long term going to be very, very bad for the sport. They should keep it, keep the product scarce, keep interest level high. Uh, but what's interesting about this is they can the red zone belongs to them. They could kill it any time they want. Yeah. So if they've defined that the red zone is actually hurting other yeah. ratings or there's you know it's bad for them, they just take it away. Yeah. Well, I am I'm actually I don't understand how it works for them money wise because it is a commercial free channel, and it's on a it's on a tier 
of pay channels. Like you pay an extra five bucks a month and you get all the sports channels. But it's not like you're paying five bucks a month for Red Zone. They must be getting they, paid by the cable companies. They, I mean, right. they, I mean they that must, must be, be the direct the direct revenue must be the cable company pays the NFL cash m- money to be able to dangle that in front of customers right. to sign up. No, they they must be they must be doing that because the the I have to imagine there's a giant drain on ratings for the network games from people switching mm-hmm. over. Maybe there's not. I don't know. Maybe it's like. Maybe maybe I am one of the rare people who actually uses Red Zone, but uh, as far as I can tell, everybody I know watches Red well, Zone. The NFL is not getting paid per game. The NFL gets their money up front yeah. from the networks they via the terms of their deal. Multi-year, billion-dollar deals. Right. So yeah. whether the ratings are up or down on a given game, the NFL doesn't see any of those re- advertising dollars anyway. They get their cut. Yeah. Up front, and and it's up to the networks to try to make money off of them any which way they can. Yeah. But I'm just saying, for the next deal, I can't imagine it's yeah. You know. Well, that they but they may be thinking to themselves, well, if we can keep the ratings basically where they are with the red zone, then all we've done is add another revenue stream from the cable companies. Yeah. But again, I I agree. I think this is short term thinking or maybe medium term thinking, yeah. but probably not good for the long term health. You should definitely check it out though. When you get it, you should, you should. Yeah, I'll do that. I have a lot of time this weekend. I'm planning on. You should just sit, sit in front of the television with your children. You can put two kids on each (laughs) side and be like, this is how daddy wants to spend his time. And then make them sit there because that's how kids act, right? No, my. I'm going to go camping this weekend, Sonny, with my my children. So I'm going to be outside at one point. Tent with bears. Well, first off, that sounds awful. It sounds like literally the There's worst. There's no sand. It sounds like literally the worst thing that no anyone can ever sand. do. But I just want to. I just would like to say, like, to thank my daughter uh, for grabbing her plastic toy hammer and hitting it against the TV after I'd had it on for like three hours watching football. She was like, "No more." Did she? She's got to end. She did. Thank God, no. But I, 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 you've never seen me move as fast as I did to get off the couch and scoop her up. Like did none you, of that. Did you yell at her? The toy box, the toy toolbox went away. It went away forever. That's not coming back. <sighs> Kids love so, that toy did, toolbox. Did you yell at her? Did she cry? She no. She laughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she respects your authority. She, she was like, she was like, Daddy's silly. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I had a a nice weekend, and uh, actually. Uh, our neighbor decided that you know we were fi- we finally did our much belated delayed Fourth of July fireworks, um, you know, on well, the street. What was the date? It was September. <laughs> September ten. Okay. No nine. No. September nine. So only two months yeah. late. Yes, yeah, only two months late. Um, people were just out vacationing. Everyone, no what? one was around at the same time oh, on yeah. the street. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. So you just started shooting off fireworks? Yes, at yes. the beginning of September. Yes, for no at, reason. In the middle of the night, like at, we waited till it was dark. He had all these fireworks and he puts them out on the street. And uh, you're, you're garbage people. <laughs> you're, I know, I know no, you're you awful. Feel. You're awful. You're feel. awful trash people. Yes. Well, I, I think we do a pretty good job of telling Jersey the neighbors. <laughs> we're pretty, I'm pretty sure we tell the neighbors around us uh, that uh, there's going to be fireworks. At least we got the text, and that's why we came out. Yeah. Uh, there was a kid down. I would have forwarded that text right there, to the cops. There was a kid who uh, uh, the dad came out later. He goes, "Yeah, we were sitting. We were in bed uh, reading stories, and as soon as he heard the first bang, he just jumped out of bed. He goes, I gotta go, and went down. And and there's the dad sitting there, like, well, I guess we'll read later on. And then everybody came out and watched the the fireworks. Um, uh, the big one is it's something called the Joker, 
and it sort of misfired, so it sort of was like a giant explosion all at once, and that was pretty exciting. It's not the kind that tips over and then you, you get, you know, shoots at people, but it did go pretty high in the sky, and that was uh, very exciting. So special thanks to our neighbor, Trent Taima, who, uh, who uh, had that show for us. Uh, he's not actually our neighbor. He's our He lives three doors down. Speaking of three doors down, folks really seem to love our 90s music episode. Did you notice that? Um <laughs> I worked really hard on that transition. Three doors down. Did they? Did they um, like it? As yeah, far as I can tell, everybody people, hated the last the, they five shows that we've done. Smash Mouth, but cares. they love listening. Nobody to cares it. about this dumb show. Um, but in any event, I'm um, only doing it so we don't have to talk to JBL on text. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> oh, it's so worth it. <laughs> it's a callback. It's, it's a callback to the mini episode. The mini Come episode on. we did way many days ago. Several days ago. Several, several say, days ago. I am legit. Because <laughs> it really isn't <laughs> shtick. I'm legit bothered by the way this show is impacting our actual real friendship. <laughs> I feel it's healthier. Because, I feel it's healthier that way. I, I've always said less is let, more. I'm going to let let people in a little secret about me. Mm. I don't have many friends. <laughs> find that hard and to believe. For the most part, it's because I don't want them. That's uh, Well, I find that very <laughs> easy to believe. Uh, but I have you guys as friends, yeah. and I like you as friends, and I treasure and cherish you as friends, and I feel like this stupid garbage show is getting in the way of that, and we're going to have to kill the... I, I think the sooner we can all get our heads around the fact mm-hmm. that we're going to have to kill the show to save mm-hmm. the friendship... The better. Well, you know, this is episode forty-three. Episode fifty could be a that'll, that'll be a turning point. I we'll believe this is happens. forty-four. Instant correction. Uh, really? Is it? I don't. I don't even know what what episode. I'll it check. Is. It doesn't matter. I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, we always said we were going to finish it after uh, one year, right? Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, really, up. we only we only 50, have so many ideas. Weeks. We do every week. I think we took two weeks off. That was it. So, uh, so we we, we said we're going to end it after the Wonder Woman sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we can't. I mean. We got to go through the Wonder Woman oh sequel. Oh my gosh! Help us out. Help God. us out from under Wonder Woman. Uh, this morning, <laughs> Victorino, very nicely Thank you. played. You're a wonder, Wonder Woman. Uh, th- uh, this morning on the drive and talking about music, um, you know, so I try to listen to Spectrum because it plays the old stuff and the new stuff, right? And the old stuff is great. It plays classics, you know, Bowie and whoever else. And uh, and they played new stuff, and I heard a new song. So I'm just trying to get with it, and it, it I wrote it down because it was so it, 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 like it, earworm. It's called Seven Nation Army, <laughs> and it's by a new band called White Stripes. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's I think pretty it's cool. going to be big. You know what Could I picture? I bet you know. I can't believe people like like uh, sports teams yeah. should like use it. You could you could play it in stadiums in and really stadiums. get people. I don't know why up. they don't do yeah. that because it's going to be really something else. Uh, I'm. Just, I'm only half kidding. The White Stripes are like Jack White's fourth best band, by the way. That's, wow. That's the ranking of that. Um, I actually do know who Jack White is because I saw him on an uh, uh, interview on CBS. Speaking of CBS, Steve Bannon did a 60 <laughs> Minutes interview. This whole, there's, I've God. got a ton of transitions. You, weren't, show. you really <laughs> did go into the office on Sunday to I work did. on this, did I you? I go in on Sundays yeah. and I do my notes. Speaking of CBS, Steve Bannon did a 60 Minutes interview last night with Charlie Rose and perhaps. On Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, what perhaps was most disturbing was uh, not so much what Maybe he said. Maybe we just kill the show today. <laughs> not so much what he said, but He's, what he was. Yeah, you spend so much ahead. time on the transitions, but you don't get the timing right because you know I'm, you you write I'm it. Actually lost. And it, you write it, I'm and here a, we are. It's I'm Thursday a, it's morning. Thursday we're taping it, and you're like, and you're just using the notes that you typed up four days ago, five days ago. I'm so glad the hurricane is over now. Okay, perhaps <laughs> what was most disturbing was not so much as what he said as perhaps what he was wearing. Is that right, JVL? It wasn't disturbing. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, oh, 
You could say so what you're you, on this side of you're on say, that side of layering. You're on you that side of layering. You can say what All right, you go want ahead. about go Steve Bannon, but that man, his layer game is in strong. It is very strong. He will pull the two button down shirt. Yep. We have to we have to describe. But, okay, so, so, so what explain what's happening. He's wearing a button down shirt with a button down shirt over it, and then a blazer on top of that. <laughs> And I gotta say, that is a strong, and that's not even his best. Not not since Chandler Bing on Friends. It's yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. and I respect the hell out of it. And especially as a guy who I'm, I'm no slouch myself at the layer game. Especially now that we're in September and the weather has turned, which frees up all the ability to go with the vest route. So you can over, like, like like the right vest now, you're wearing, wearing now. Yeah, we need right to, now. I'm wearing a basic three layer, three layer game Could t-shirt you, button down. Is vest. that like is that like a is that the middle of the layering? Or is that like low or high end layering? That's what I want to. No, I just, I just want, I just want to basic three. I just want to explain to people that he's not, he's not talking about a vest like uh, a, a suit a, vest, like a Sunny Bunch vest, like or a sweater vest or something like that. He's talking about a quilted North Face vest. He basically a winter, winter. Right now, right now, he basically looks like Marty McFly from Back to the Future. <laughs> this is that's, the North Face that thermoball is, vest. Did you jump shit, kid? That is, kid. A, that is that's what he vest. looks. He looks like. Uh, a 1980s uh, science fiction mm-hmm. character <laughs> with the headphones too. It's yeah. really <laughs> well. The headphones obscure my small head. Um, no, this is a layer. Sonny, I'm surprised you're making fun of you. You are a layer guy. I'm yourself. pro layering. You're no, super no, no. pro. I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just trying to paint a picture with my words. The word picture. Well, when we're doing For Facebook Live, you won't need to do that. Well, anymore, we're never going to do that. I'll tell you, we're, this show will. This show. The, it, I I do want to keep the show running, so I don't have to talk to JVL via text message. But I also don't want to have to do Facebook Live, so I'm going to have <laughs> very com- competing the needle, so imperatives uh, yeah. coming up soon here. Uh, no, I I think that's great. I mean, it's a great look. I wouldn't personally wear that outfit because it it looks very outdoorsy. It it's the sort of you've got your watch on and everything. I wouldn't like I I just I wouldn't wear this because it's not my not my style. But it it's a, it's a great example of layering. This is you have the t-shirt on top uh, under the button down under the vest. It's great. So I I learned from the master, and the master of this was Cedric Chung. I don't know who that Cedric is. Cedric Chung was my roommate freshman sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Cedric would was this at Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to make me go at it, don't wow. you? Wow, even I didn't you're say tr- that. You're trying to make me say something. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm going to hold it in. Go f*** yourself. Oh, oh there 21.55. Cedric's default option was a quad. Oh. I'm not even kidding. Quad, okay. So, undershirt. T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Polo shirt. Mm-hmm. Button down. Button down. That's default. That is your basic. I've rolled out of bed. It's a Wednesday morning, and I need to go to class. T-shirt. Throw it on. I'm sorry. T-shirt. t-shirt polo. Polo shirt. Button, button down, down. Button, button down. And he would often throw then a sweater over top, a V-neck sweater, or a V-neck vest, and then in the Gosh. winter months, go coat on top of it. And I'm telling you, when I say made to the master, this sounds ridiculous, but on Cedric, it all looked totally cool. <laughs> On set, it was really. Yeah, so it was just. I it was a coherent at, look, look, and it was awesome. So this was like nineteen ninety. Ninety four. Let's get a little perspective here. But I, I know I do look at certain. I say I, I can't imagine wearing this, and then I'll see somebody. For example, like our friend David Skinner, one of the original galley slaves. Uh, he is a layerer, 
And I think I'd never think of doing that. And he'll put stuff together, you know, and also colors that I don't think that match, but it works on David. But I can't imagine. I am not a layerer at all. Well, I am mostly. It's yeah, hard. For, I rarely get cold. I'm going to paint another word picture I here because it's fit cold. anything over your head. No. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I like, well, my, this is it's like the Seinfeld episode. He doesn't. He you know nobody wants to sell him a cashmere sweater because they don't want him to stretch no. out <laughs> the crew neck. But by the time you wear it, you'll be showing your collarbone. You know, it'd be towards the shoulders. My neck size is like a 17 and a half. <laughs> Okay, it's seventeen. Sometimes eighteen. If I if I really want to feel comfortable, but I'll go for I'll go for a little <laughs> at discomfort. A se- at a seventeen and a half, at your carotid artery is no, bulging. Me, it's like me and Levar Arrington. And, it's like Bane you know, when he's pumping like Bane, venom. Yes. So uh, you know, I am not going to do that. It's uh, you know, I, I again, I get too very, hot. I'm gonna say this is not a criticism. Mm-hmm. You are a very traditional kind of dress guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You That's you right. don't stray. The no. the closest I've seen you doing something is you have a sweater. Mm-hmm. With sort of shoulder patches and then sl- uh, elbow patches. I've, no, I don't have any elbow bit... patches. I have no elbow patches. Well, the, the, I'm thinking of the your military mind. green one with the shoulder patches that looks kind of like British World War II commando sweater. And that's that about one. as eccentric as you get. I think I know what you're talking about. I gotta Unlike find you, that Sonny, who mm. very natty and have oh, like an actual sense Sonny of style. Is, uh, and you, mm. now you are rocking. How many layers are you going today? Just well, three, but I, you're doing well, an interesting three. Well, once again, I, I thought we were going to dress up for the show. You know, we're gonna show off our layering in the in the studio, and I, I get to I get to, I see Vic standing outside the office today, and he's I'm he's wearing, wearing a blazer. Like, he's wearing a blazer and a tie that's like loose and a well, neck, a neck that a neck that hasn't a neck that won't button, <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn. You don't uh, want to see the button neck. And it's not pretty. No, but I. Uh, well, I am. I'll be like the guy so, from Scanners. So we were talking. We were talking on Twitter, where all great conversations happen uh, in the modern era. It's the agora of our time, uh, and and or agora, 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 agora. Uh, and we uh, and Jonah Goldberg, our friend Jonah Goldberg, chimed in and he said, you know, the problem with sweaters is that it opens up the the opportunity for the Rick Santorum, which of course is the sweater vest by itself on top of the. The Oxford shirt, and it's a bad look. I mean, it it just doesn't it doesn't look good. But the sweater vest itself is not an issue. The sweater vest is fine as long as you always wear a jacket on top of it. So myself, right now, I'm wearing. No, I like. You mean like a like like sleeveless uh, sweater? You mean? Yeah, a sweater. Well, that's vest. what a sweater yeah. vest a sweater is. Sweater vest. Oh, no, this is just a vest. This is just a vest. It's a zip front vest. I don't know. Right? I like, so I like doing vest. that. No, that's bad. No, you it's don't. A bad look. I never. Oh no, yeah, you do. I have a blue one. It's from Banana Republic. I believe. That's the only one you have. Yeah, it is. is the blue sweater yeah, vest. It is. No, but I'm. I like blue. Most of my colors are blue. The problem, the sweater vest they is totally fine. Oh my god. Sorry. Sorry, Sonny. Go ahead. See, this you is, complete me. This is why. This is. This is bad. It's just <laughs> got to keep the show going. Yeah. Got it. I can't quit. I can't ever quit. Sonny, uh, the the uh, no, but the sweater vest itself is fine. I'm actually wearing a sweater vest right now. The trick is you can just never, ever take off your jacket. You can't ever take off your sport coat. Oh. You have to leave it on all the time. And so, as a result, I'm actually very hot right now in the studio because I'm wearing a I'm wearing too a much. I'm tweed, a comfort. I'm wearing a houndstooth tweed you are jacket in September. on top of the, uh, uh, the, gray, the heather gray sweater vest, which is on top of a button-down Oxford, uh, button-down collar Oxford with a, with a nice skinny little Jean Barbados So tie. I, from the moment the weather turns from summer to fall through like mid-spring, I will wear a vest every single day. And I will wear either my North Face Thermoball, Thermoball or my Patagonia Retro X vest, mm-hmm. which I really, really like. And uh, 
I just I just like I like keeping my core temperature toasty. I find it comfortable oh, no. when I wear it around the office. Mm-mm. And I'd rather be cold all day. Last spring when the weather turned, one and I made the the transition out of vest for my seven month vest period. One of our younger colleagues came in in the morning and saw me and said, "Oh, JBL's not going to wear his thunder shirt anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and it was a moment when I realized that, oh, the young colleagues talk about us and make fun of us the way we kind of did with our older colleagues yeah. <laughs> when we were 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's impressive. right. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, that's awesome. I, again, I, I get... We're I, old. I'm an object of fun. Yeah, a figure of kids. fun. Yeah, a no. figure of fun. Mm-hmm. That's, how we, that's bad. Uh, the, uh, that's how we kids say it. It gets so it gets so hot, and I always complain about this, that I, I, it's rare for me to get cold, mm. even outside. It's almost like Caldwell's this way, you know. He he rarely wears Chris. Our call well, the extra gravity colleague, the extra from gra- Boston, the extra call. gravity fields emitted by your head <laughs> causes. It's like a heat they shield. Keep, well, they keep oh. the warmth in. It, 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 it actually well, holds like a black hole. That is it what pulls everything to itself, including <laughs> even heat. That is one theory, JVL. The other thing that uh, people keep on telling me is, well, you know, it's your island blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, who's told me this? Hmm. Let me think. Uh, my wife. Mm, uh, her her mother, her mother. <laughs> she got it from her well, mother. Well, it's your island blood. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's not. I mean, it could be right. I don't know. I don't know how how uh, Long Island. I don't know. <laughs> Long Beach Island. Further west, further or east or yeah. east, shall we say far, far east? Anyway, so the idea of me layering, I think, would be, he's inscrutable. I, th- I think the, the idea of me layering would be. A uh, poor choice, but you know what's a smart choice? The are we done talking club. about? Sweaters? Oh, what, really? Are we you done? Talk some more. Are we done? With I thought it? we were going to even... talk about other people's layer game. Yeah, no, I, right. I thought we were. Oh, girls I mean, do it. Do your ad. Do your ad. There is girl layer game too. Yeah. Like, is what, like when the thing happened with <laughs> jeans, uh, skirts over jeans, a couple of years ago. Remember that? That became a real. You know look. what was big in the nineties? Like when we were in college, oh, when girls like were warmer not stuff. Wearing, you couldn't tell what a woman looked like because they had so many layers on. It was like burkas on campus. You know, like the long, the flannel, the jeans, bag, no, everything. I'm glad I didn't go to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a lot more action at Hopkins, I'm sure. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't even imagine. Uh, okay. So, uh, go ahead. You want to talk a little bit more about layering? I was go like ahead. Caligula yeah, I just Baltimore. Wanna, all I want to talk about is the, uh, can we just quickly rank sweaters? Can we do that? Can we no, do that quickly? Go ahead. Number yeah. one, shawl collar. Number, False. Shawl collar cardigan. Shawl, shawl collar cardigan number one number two I'm sorry is there a way to do a shawl collar pullover yeah I guess there yeah, is yeah, yeah. B- both, shawl collar cardigan both wrong, uh, wrong number wrong. one number two v-neck uh, number three v-neck cardigan uh, uh, number four crew I think that is I think that's the 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 basic the very basic ranking uh, but y- if we want to talk about all the various varieties of cardigans the V-neck cardigan, of course, would come up above the the regular V-neck. You know, we got we got a lot of we got a lot of different options. Here. I I the V-neck is the king of the sweaters because you can then put it over. Yeah, but you anything. can you can put a shawl collar really cardigan over anything. Yeah, and if you're Cary Grant, what, it'll look great. So what's the shawl collar? And if you're not, what, explain the shawl <laughs> collar, please. <laughs> the is shawl it collar the, is like the, it's it's the one it's a it's the one with like the big kind of fluffy collar at top. Nobody like, is listening to this show anymore. It's great. Like, you no, like you know who's listening is comfortably smug. Our friend is that like he's a big cowl neck. Women would wear a cowl neck sweater. Is that like with a really like a very loose turtleneck? No, 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 no. No, it's just no, no. You'll see. Is it a button down? I have I have like five of these. You'll see them. 
you'll see them through the I, year. Don't I, worry. I, I like I, I, I like a fleece. I wore a shawl collar a the other day. You you mentioned mm-hmm. that I that I was wearing oh, yes. a cardigan. That's a yes. shawl yes. collar. I think I called no. it something else. Um, what I don't like is a turtleneck. Oh my no, gosh. the turtleneck is. Is no oh, good. JVL has a Google image. No, I'm of sorry. Our, oh, no, that uh, was something else. Okay. No, the turtleneck for me, our corporate be, safe, a safety yeah. software is, is preventing me from, from going to see the image of this shawl neck sweater on J. Crew because it must be pernicious. <laughs> That's sorry. really insane. Sorry. Continue. Sorry. Please uh, continue. No, I just, I'm very anti turtleneck. For me, it, you know what the yeah. feeling is like? It's like um, the kid in Game of Thrones when they put the rat on his chest, yeah. and they, that's how I feel like. I would yeah. pay cash money to see you wearing a turtleneck. <sighs> not since uh, 1982, would maybe? Be astonishing. Not since, eight, not since 82. And that was probably an adult turtleneck. When I you do wearing. a turtleneck, <laughs> would you fold it down or let it... <laughs> oh, 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 no, 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 no. That's not, I'm, I, I would get claustrophobic that way. I'd have to fold it over. I mean, as little as possible. Mock turtleneck, maybe. Mock turtleneck. Even then, I'm, even not, then. I'm not a big I fan. I prefer the zipper sweater thing. There's you know, so the, much you know, going on above the sweaters, shoulders yeah. for you that you got to be very careful. The only good turtleneck is the tactile neck, as seen on Archer. FX's Archer. No one. You guys don't watch it? No, that's all right. Is that, a t- is that a TV show? It's a TV show. I don't watch People TV. watch it. It's pretty popular um, amongst our set. Yeah, I know. I like Larry. Larry. And look, the fall is, is about pumpkin spice. Yes. <laughs> and layering. That well, that's what this season is all about, gentlemen. I mean, the three the three great things about fall: layering, pumpkin spice, and pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer obviously is oh, yeah. just the king of beers. What is your favorite pumpkin beer? Uh, it's probably the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. I like that a lot. That's why that is. I like most Dogfish Head, and I hate the Dogfish Head Pumpkin. Really, didn't do it for me. Huh. Too much spice, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I beer know. that tastes like beer. The Dollar Shave Club is a smarter choice. You'll get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. When I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with the Dr. Carver's shave butter, the blade glides ever so gently and gives me such a smooth shave. Plus, their Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave. Helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. Now, listeners to the Substandard Podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their Shave Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like, but why would you? You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. Um, While you were doing your read, Victoria, I just got an email from REI, the subject header being camping is for everyone. I showed it to Sonny. Sonny expressed his displeasure, which you will see when we move to Facebook Live. Starting He's next doing week. an SMDH. That's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, moving. Oh, it's gonna, i got to buy a bunch of new gear for this weekend, too. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, over the weekend, Stephen King's It crushed it at the box office. It was not clowning around. Sorry. <laughs> Please give us a gene. It ballooned its way to the top. Please give us a gene review. 
$117 million is no laughing matter. Um, no, he, he didn't see it. I did, Gene did not see Gene it. Gene didn't no, see no, it. No, no, no. Too scary. No. Uh, no, no, no. I would see it. I didn't have time. Uh, instead, I, ra- I watched something even scarier, which was the Eagles-Redskins game. Um, okay, so in the box office, that comes in at $117 million. And what comes second? More you know? than Wonder Woman. Oh. Wow. Uh, and Home Again. Came and said, Home again. Did you see this, Sonny? Do you know what it's about, Home Again? I not only did I not see it, I didn't even realize it was coming mm-hmm. out. Is Home Again like Sweet Home Alabama again? I guess. I <laughs> guess. It, starts, it does start Reese, Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. You couldn't pay me to watch a Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. rom com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, I literally get paid to watch movies. So <laughs> she came in at $9 million, followed by The Hitman's Bodyguard at $4.8 million. But here's another interesting thing. In fourth place, it's September now. In fourth place, Annabelle creation mm-hmm. still. With four million, it is now totaled ninety-six million dollars. Yeah. Okay, so what's going on here, Sonny? Well, it, uh, it uh, uh, I don't know, but maybe a month ago, the first tracking numbers started to come in for it, and it was tracking extremely well, high awareness in all quadrants, uh, as they say. And they were they were talking about a sixty million dollar opening, like a sixty million dollar opening. And I scoffed at this. I scoffed at this in public, which is always a terrible decision because <laughs> I'm always wrong. So I I was like, eh, an R rated horror film opening in September. There's no way that movie does sixty million dollars. That's crazy. That's super high. And then it went out and doubled that uh, in its in its opening weekend. And I just I am blown away by this. And I don't know exactly what to make of it. The movie itself is fine. Um, I liked it. Tell us about it, please. So uh, it is the story of, in the film, the film is the story of seven kids who come together to fight the evil presence that is haunting their town, Derry, Maine. Uh, and it opens with one of the one of the kids, his little brother gets his arm ripped off uh, down a sewer drain. And, uh, you know, basically this the movie is about this evil this evil presence, which is seen most often as a clown, as a kind of creepy, uh, scary clown played by Bill Skarsgård, the son of Stellan oh, and yeah. brother of Alexander, I believe. Yeah. Um, Wait, they're all related. I this is I'm pretty sure you could you effort that just so I'm not uh, we there might was, need a, an instant were, correction but I'm gonna say yes but there was a time who knows Skarsgård could be like Smith in well the that's the thing I was thinking yeah yeah but, but uh, I'll, look example, but, but I'll look but this I, up but I somebody, I always, somebody I always thought, thought somebody I always thought uh, by the way uh, JVL I think felt the same way many many years ago when we were children that Al, uh, Audrey Hepburn and Catherine totally. Hepburn were sisters totally. I was 30 years old before <laughs> right. I realized we were that at that the didn't standard and somebody corrected us okay John John Podhoretz I believe okay go ahead. Uh, uh, anyway, I I I liked it fine. It's it's very much a coming of age movie with it's it's very much a coming of age comedy almost with horror elements. Um, it is very it's it's actually surprisingly funny. It's laugh out loud funny in times. Wow. It, you wow. have this very you have this very real kind of stand by me feel to it, where you you have these kids coming together and right. going on a journey, and you know one of them is the foul mouthed one, and one of them is the uh, you know, kind of brave, adventurous one. This the weak in, nerd. You you have like the weak nerd. You have the you have the like kind of uh, token town Jewish kid, the token town African American kid. You have the uh, the in 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 this in this as opposed to Stand by Me. You have also a girl uh, as part of the group. Um, it's scary in the kind of 
cheap horror way that these movies are often scary that movies like Annabelle or the the other conjuring movies are scary it's a lot of jump scares a lot of like spikes in the soundtrack and like scary images to get you to kind right. of involuntarily they, they speed up the film the effects so it all of a sudden it your, rushes right. at you so there's there's that and I am I much prefer the kind of mood horror of a movie like The Witch or um, you know, I don't know, some, some of these other movies that a lot of people don't like, actually, did, that a lot of audiences did don't you, like. Did you like the others with Nicole Kidman? Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I mean, I, I liked it. It was, it was fine. Uh, uh, now, uh, with, with uh, the new It, the new iteration yep. of It now, because the original, I saw the original, uh, the one from 1990 yes. starring Tim Curry yes. and uh, Richard Thomas. Um, do they update it so that the the present day when they're adults is now in the uh, in the twenty tens? Well, so or? this is so this is one of the big changes from from the book to the movie is that there is none of the adult stuff. Oh, in it. so if you if you, okay. people who have read the book and people who have seen the original ABC miniseries yeah. will remember that you kind of hop back and forth between two time periods the the you know the formation of the Losers Club as they're called in the nineteen fifties and then it hops uh, ahead to the nineteen eighties where they have to do battle with it again and it's and it's very creatively done it's it's probably Stephen King's best structured book or or at least most interestingly structured book he kind of hops back and forth between times and it he does it in a way that like increases the stakes and also makes it more universal like Derry is very much kind of a stand-in for America writ large yeah. um, and it, it, it's I, I can't stress enough how how well done it is and I was very skeptical of the new it going in because I knew that it was just going to be the kids. They were not mm. doing the time hopping. And frankly, yeah. you can't do that in a two hour, even a two hour, 15 minute right. movie like this is. It's a little long as it is. Um, so I, I could, I could understand cutting some of that stuff um, just for, for structural purposes. Now the, the closing, the, the closing title card of the film is it chapter one. So they had already kind of, planned i think oh, to do a sequel yeah. with the okay. adults and they're definitely going to do a sequel now with the adults after you after know this movie yeah. made it mm-hmm. i mean almost certainly is almost profitable already even after you know theaters take their cut and you factor in marketing and all that i mean it's probably pretty close because so this was only that, a 35 million dollar budget wow uh, so it's called that in the credits cha- it chapter one it, chapter one wow. yeah okay so chapter well, two will probably be coming in two or three years and mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be the problem with the, the problem with doing it this way though is that it is kind of the same basic story twice i mean this is the genius of the the book yeah sequels and, never do that right well but <laughs> yeah i know but i mean this is the problem is that it's going to be so it's going to be so sequely uh, anyway, uh, so it is huge. I was wrong to doubt it. Right. To doubt it. And the uh, future is horror. And the future is horror. This is cheap. Uh, this is. And I do wonder if this is. This really is like the future of film going. Is the these kind of movies that play well to young people and are cheaply made and relatively cheaply advertised and uh, work better in big audience you know situations where all the screaming and the yelling kind of adds to the atmosphere of it you know what i really wonder is what is stephen king's piece of the deal in terms mm. of what he gets it's got to be good can you think of another JBL. instance of a novelist having two big budget film adaptations opening within a month of one another uh did it ever happen with michael crichton when did like sphere and congo come out yeah. That's the only two other, great two great movies. That's the only other possibility, yeah. right? I mean, I, that would be I that yeah. that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I don't, I wouldn't know. 
It's pretty wild no. to have two King properties yeah. coming yeah. out and, and, and performing is, so wildly differently right. at the box well, office I mean, and, as the other. And I think I think it's very instructive to see why one worked and the other didn't. Like it actually makes sense as a young adult kind of coming of age yeah. Yeah, uh, horror feel. comedy mm-hmm. movie. That like mm-hmm. that there, that that is in the source material. It makes sense. You have to excise a bunch of stuff as it is. Uh, so you cut down to like the bare essential essence of it, and it is a. Uh, it's a story about friends coming together to fight evil. So that makes that makes sense. And The Dark Tower didn't work because they tried to make it a young adult action film, and that is not at all supported by the text, really. Like you, they 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 jammed to, they jammed in an idea that we want to have this adventure movie about this young kid trying to you know make sense of his life, and we're gonna stick the gunslinger and the Dark Tower on top of that. And like The Dark Tower doesn't have any of the elements that 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 it has it doesn't have the humor it doesn't have like the kind of love interest subplot you know for the kid i mean like it just doesn't what they did with the dark tower is like you you can just see everything that is wrong with it if you watch it and look at everything that's right with it or the alternate view of this is this is the value add for good corporate management and Sony's tar- terrible corporate management of the Dark Tower well, yeah. caused it to be a uh, sure. dis- disaster and the pretty good corporate management of New Line will allow it to succeed. Oh, I mean, I guess. this is New Line? Yeah. That did? Psh, that's good. Uh, JVL, you're not, a, you're not a horror guy. You had no desire. You said this on text, in fact. You said you couldn't pay me. Yeah, neither of you responded. <laughs> I uh-huh. looked at, I nodded, I said, "Uh huh, okay." Mm-hmm. It was good to know. And then you thought and to yourself, yeah, I'll, "Let's save I'll it for the show." I said, uh, "Yeah, save it I'll for the respond show. now, as in Thursday." Okay, so briefly before we move on, no, no, go ahead. Stellan and Bill Skarsgård, mm-hmm. both. Uh, I'm sorry, Peter Skarsgård. Who's it? Who's the Alexander? <laughs> you're thinking Alexander, Alexander and Bill <laughs> are both the sons of Stellan. Oh, Stellan, right, right. Yeah, that's what I said. And, yeah. P- and then there's Peter Sarsgaard, which is unrelated. Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard. That's unrelated Sarsgaard. to yes. Sarsgaard. That's right. That's Chuck right. Lane. That's right. Chuck, Chuck Lane from now, the Great Chat. So I was right though. Uh, Alexander and Bill are brothers. Yes. And mm-hmm. Peter is yeah. the father. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. No, yeah. Stellan is the Stellan father. is Stellan is the father. Stellan is the Well, you got me confused by throwing Peter Sarsgaard in there. I don't. Uh, All right, here we go. On the spot, I'm just going to catch you on the spot, so you got to think quickly. Favorite, ready? Favorite Stellan Skarsgård role right now. Go. You know, I would actually probably say uh, uh, the, the Frankenheimer movie, who's named Ronan now. Oh, Ronan. Ronan. Yeah, Ronan that's good. He's great in Ronan. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So we, but that's he's great good. in everything. Yeah. He's great in Hunt for yeah. October. Yeah. Hunt for October is such a small part. But but you, what, what is your I was going to say, Hunt for October has such a small part. I like it when he plays those kind of roguish characters versus like Goodwill Hunting friend yeah you know it's nice but yeah yeah sunny uh girl with a dragon tattoo wow okay the girl with a dragon it. tattoo it remake it's fincher so i assume yeah. it's pretty good i mean it's it, dark it's dark i mean it's yeah. it's dark and intense and finchery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's no, very like much that. it's very much in it, i wouldn't it's actually very different from seven but it's in that kind of same tonal region mm-hmm. yeah I, I i just i love the crap out of him as an actor he yeah. can do yeah. just about anything oh and he Thor, is in uh borg McEnroe coming up isn't he he plays Borg's coach, and he speaks. What is what is? So we've got Borg McEnroe mm-hmm. and the Bobby Riggs, uh, yeah, Emma Stone, go- Steve Carell movie, the Golden Age of nineteen seventies tennis movies. <sighs> yeah, how do these movies get greenlit? Because these are movies that I am a. You're not going to find a bigger tennis nerd than yes. me, mm-hmm. and there is no way in hell I would show up to pay for this. I probably I would watch even, Borg McEnroe. You would go to a theater and pay money yeah. to watch yeah. Borg McEnroe. Yeah, not the other one. Though. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh no, why not? 
Except for it's a foreign film. That's how it got me. It's a foreign film and it has uh, that feel to well, it. I'm just excited that they're making the Battle of the Sexes movie because it's about time we had a movie come out where they explained how Bobby Riggs threw it. I, I was going to say, do you it think that they have incorporated any no. of oh, no. that stuff? No, this is 100% just going to yeah. be a triumph of the... And also Bobby, Riggs, Bobby Riggs was not exactly at the height of his career. So if people don't know this, after having big investigative reporting on this by, I believe, Sports Illustrated or ESPN the magazine, I think it was one he, of them. I think it was SI. Yeah. Uh, it is now clear to everybody except for Billie Jean King that, that Bobby Riggs threw that match because he was in deep with the mob and it, it was, was being forced to do it. And it, the article is phenomenal and her responses to it when she is but are pathetic i mean she she is clinging to this thing that happened 40 years ago and oh, i beat him and i beat him for you i looked to me like he was trying blah, blah, blah. and the the best tell in all of this is that 12 months or 11 months before this match he had beaten margaret court like 6061 or something yeah. like that no. <laughs> so, so there's no mob element in this Borg McEnroe movie. There's no revelation. We'll see. Well, yes, well the Borg McEnroe. No, not Borg. Ma- sorry, not Borg McEnroe. The I Battle, mean, of, the Battle Sexes. of the Sexes. Yeah. That's the Billie Jean King is such a shrew. Okay, I, I, I gotta, we gotta I move on. We gotta test move that on. Woman. Um, I was not a big Pam Shriver fan. That's why I didn't like. She's Pam Shriver. You know who's the best though? Mary Carillo. Oh, Mary Carillo. Mary Carillo. You did? Yeah, I got her autograph when I went to the U.S. Open. I did. I said, thank you, sir. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say thank you, sir. She was great. That is, uh, that is a cool I know. I'm kidding. And totally nah, she's really good. She is lovely. Oh, yeah. And she no. may be the smartest yes. professional yes. athlete of yes. the last 40 years. Like, she's an no, actual no, no, normal no, 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 person. No. Yes. Like, she's, yes. she is so awesome. Her One bud, of my dreams is to do a profile of her. Her, Bud Collins, uh, I met John Newcomb. Remember John Newcomb? Yeah. Because yeah. John Newcomb said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm looking for John McEnroe. <laughs> That's what I said to him when I was a kid. I had no idea he had one tournament on his own. Did you go up to Patrick McEnroe and ask him? No, with Slovit, the Slovit by going to Patrick John, McEnroe. Could, John, can I? Can I? Oh, you're Patrick. Oh, wait. How many times did he get that? I'm yes. surprised they actually let you in to the to the to the stadium. Since well, he's a doctor's kid. Well, right, right. But I was just thinking, like the the again the no. weird gravitational forces around oh, the head yeah. would deflect uh, the yes. flights of the balls. Yes. And you know, this is what yeah. tennis players... Look at the wicked slice he put on that... Ch- oh no, there's that kid with the big Straight. head sitting it's, on the sideline. It's almost like the parabola guy with the <laughs> microphone thing. You know, it's sort of similar effects. Okay, on our, we got to move on. On our last episode, we talked about ice cream. Uh, and there was some... Wait, contra- I thought we were talking about horror movies. Oh, we're done. Like, that was it? That we're was done it. talking about uh, horror movies? We're at almost 50 minutes now. Vic, Vic, Vic really was just... <laughs> I'm watching the clock. This, this episode is overproduced. It's overproduced. Too many, too well, many topics. Look, look we literally time. did not have a single conversation about horror movies. No. You well, reviewed I thought it, you were done. and then we I thought, just I thought moved. you were done, JBL. We moved on to tennis. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were done. I don't know. Maybe we can talk about okay. it all over text, just yeah. us then. Okay. Because I had a lot of... Like things I want to talk to you we, guys about with horror movies, we but maybe we can on. have this conversation outside of the show. I love it. Why? Why uh, don't or we, next episode? Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we actually finish the horror discussion right, and then save right. ice cream I was for surprised. the next episode? I didn't think we had enough. Uh, gas I, we we in the always tank think for this. we don't have enough, and then we're we at like an hour, and we're just like, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Got to finish it. All right. Thank you, Sonny. I, I, I didn't realize we had... JBL? And then you rushed everybody JBL? through it. JBL? I didn't realize there'd be a sweater ranking yes, also. I didn't JBL, know there'd be a sweater you, did ranking. Did you have some thoughts about, about horror movies? Uh, I agree with you. So I, horror is... But here's the thing. So horror is obviously the most commercially viable form of cinema uh, because you can do it on a budget. Horror movies don't need stars alone among the mm-hmm. types of movies that can be made. Uh, but also, this is not new. I mean, this has been true yep. for 50 years, right? I mean, you go back to the cat people and 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the whole era of 70s exploita- yeah. exploitation, Night all of the, the Living Dead. Basically all the movies. Even going to the 50s. Like yeah. the, the, you know, the, what counted for horror movies in the 50s, like Night of the Living Dead. That, and so there's like, something interesting. No, so this makes, why is it? What is it about? Because this is something that is totally lost on me. I, my interest in horror is negative 50. Well, the reason, the reason. But people love it. Yeah. And it's a cathartic thing that did people you, need to experience. Did you used to watch horror and decided, JV, that you didn't like it or you just never got into it? I tried to make myself like it, like in high school, the way everybody does. And I just couldn't. Couldn't do it. it. Did nothing for me. I, I actively disliked it. In, in, in the sense that it would made you feel uncomfortable, or you just like just not phased by it at all. Because I think a lot of people like that moment of let me you know get out of my comfort zone for the next hour and a half, and then at the end of it, I'm glad it's over. But much like a roller coaster, you know, just this moment of I, d- I didn't like roller coasters either. Peril. Well, I mean, horror, <laughs> okay. horror, uh, horror is fundamentally pornographic, right? It is like the... So why didn't I like it? But you are... you are. Well, I mean, you just don't like <laughs> that. Are you saying you didn't That's, like Runaway Train, A Great Adventure? You didn't like Runaway Train? Sorry, but it, 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 you, you were... You are, it's like designed to create... It's a call and response. It's like, here is a... Here is a, like, uh, uh, emotionally stimulative... Uh, idea or image and here it is real fast and in your face and that's like that that is and it creates adrenaline and uh, you know endorphins and all that stuff and that's why I mean it, it doesn't work on everyone obviously or all of these movies would make a hundred million dollars every weekend but like it works on enough people that you can uh, clearly it you works can, on enough yeah no I'm not saying I'm just saying I don't get it but the other thing is horror as a as a genre is so variegated, variegated. What is the variegated? variegated. I, I mean, you could count Rosemary's Baby, which is art and cinema. Yeah, I would say as horror. You could count The Devil's Backbone, which is fancy pants, intelligent, artistic. Which filmmaking. one is The Devil's Backbone? That's the Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. Yeah. You could count Open Water, which is a sort of low budget exploitation right. flick as horror. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You could count mm-hmm. Jaws. Mm-hmm. As yeah. horror, I think, and Alien. Jaws is a the first Alien. You yeah. count Alien as it. Yeah. So I mean, and these are all. I mean, you would say yes, the genus of them is all horror, but the individual species are radically different types of movies. Mm-hmm. I think, and that is again just interesting. I think it's a, it's a underexplored genre, although probably it's probably not underexplored. Yeah. It's probably a million masters thesis is written on yeah, yeah. horror every single year. Yes. No. I mean, I mean, I, I do think that that is that is true, but I also think it is. I think it is an under appreciated and underrated genre uh, that is underappreciated and underrated because a lot of it is actually really bad. I mean, like, you know, most... I, I The Conjuring movies, which are, like, kind of the height of the the whole jump scare ghost phenomenon right. in recent years... Is that like, paranormal activity? No, the... the the paranormal activity movies are different. Those okay. are the found, what, what those are the the found footage uh, uh, horror films. Um, the Conjuring ones are the... It, I mean, there's The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, and it, they starred Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga as this husband-wife team of, you know, and they go around and kind of gotcha. investigate. But, like, those and two movies... Annabelle is from? Those two movies came out, and then there's Annabelle, which right. is... A weird spin-off. Which is the, the movie about the killer doll... And is literally again like a a scene in the first film tells the whole story of Annabelle. Literally, just tells right. the whole story. And then they made a whole movie of that. And then they made a prequel to that. I, like this, it, it, and it, this these these movies print money. They made a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean this is true. And the, you know, Paranormal Activity, fifteen thousand dollars to make two hundred million dollars at the box office. 
Blair Witch did something like yeah. that during did its time. Did it all time. go back I to mean, the Blair Witch project? It was at the beginning of the... Well, that's no, like the first like found Texas, footage. Yeah, that's found, found footage, footage right? but But, I mean, back in the, the late 60s and early 70s, these movies made money hand over fist. Friday the 13th movies made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. The Halloween mm-hmm. movies made a ton mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. these things all have seven and eight and nine mm-hmm. entries into the franchises. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't make it if they weren't making money. Yeah, and there is... And maybe this is cinema as theme park ride in the purest sense, more pure even than action movies. Uh, and there there may be something about it which is really physically different seeing it in a group, mm. sitting in, you know, in an audience yeah. doing it rather than sitting watching it at home, which could be why this survives and, and nothing else does. If you yeah. want to make the, whatever the Hotel Magnolia Tulip Hotel movie was, uh, you know, 10 years Tulip from now. Tulip Fever. No, not Tulip Fever. You know, the, the Marigold, Best Marigold oh, best Hotel Marigold. in Texas or whatever that was. Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah. Like, the, the, that's the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yes, I know. That's the joke. This is the material Victorino. We're like an hour in now. You want to stop at some point? Can we move on? I'm just saying, 10 years from now, that movie will have to be direct to streaming, mm-hmm. whereas you probably won't have to do these movies direct to streaming if you don't want to. That's all. Corrections editions. My wife had a whole bunch of corrections yeah. for you guys, but I don't remember them. Oh yes, I remember one. It was the one where you said you were back when you were cool. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and she—that's a good one. I think she went on Twitter for that one, so yeah. that was out there. That's all the records. Put you on blast, as they say. I—I'll uh, have the this uh, on an edition when I was at Jenkinson's. Jake's, but yeah, of course, getting, you went uh, to Jake's. Getting, well, I was at Jenks getting some ice cream after having ridden the rides. Mm-hmm. They had a sugar cone dipped in white chocolate. I thought, if only Sunny were here. That sounds I've amazing. Seen normal dark chocolate and milk chocolate dipped sugar cones, but I've oh, never man. seen a white chocolate dipped one, and they had right. it. You Sunny put, is Mr. White Chocolate. You, I would, you put a giant scoop of strawberry ice cream in that, I would eat it all day long. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we talked about you talked about Chili's last episode. Did you see the news? Chili's is reducing forty yeah. percent of their menu. Yeah, I really appreciate everybody sending me this as if I don't have enough Chili's trauma in my life right now. <laughs> I had to eat. I ate all of my meals at home like a schmuck this weekend because I didn't. I I didn't want to go to Dogfish Head. I didn't want to go to. I couldn't go to Chili's. New Chili's, new Chili's. I but they're. I, I think they're only getting rid of the extra stuff. Forty percent is a lot, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, forty percent is a lot. No, but but I mean, the 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 menu is a little bit bloated. They need to get down to their core competencies, like prime rib tacos. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a thing that exists, JBL, or at least existed. I don't yeah, know if it's still yeah, on the menu. Yeah, yeah. At Ditka's in Chicago, there's pot roast nachos. You know, pot roast nachos. Oh, man, that's, I would definitely yeah. try those. You, get the sense yeah, you guys aren't even trying with corrections anymore, and frankly, me neither. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> corrections. Like, have we what? had a legit correction where we no. in weeks? No, no. We, well, we, we don't make kill the segment. We don't. We don't make mistakes. Yeah, we'll just have to kill the segment then. Flawless. Uh, okay, spirit of the week because it's a little early on a Thursday. Yeah, we're um, taping Thursday morning. Uh, Kahlua. And coffee, or I'm making a sombrero myself with some ice <laughs> and some uh, uh, cream. It's delicious. Uh, I put a little I wall should, around it. I should. I should. She, she, you know, looks your like, mother-in-law. It looks like yeah. No, it, <laughs> she and my mother-in-law loves a sombrero. Uh, as long They're as so it's, helpful. As long as it's come over here legally. Uh, no, it's it, a hard-working it, drink. It looks like a Mrs. Butter, a Senora Butterworth. That's what it looks like. Um, and so that's okay. She doesn't listen to the show. Yes, she does. (laughs) No, yes, she does. (laughs) Okay, and her son doesn't. He'll report to her anything you say. So, Mrs. Dwyer, (laughs) that's that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorita Mattis at Sunny Bunch at JV Last. Nope. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. 
Just type in Substandard under podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget, Substandard show notes might be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Probably not. Until next time. A lot of, a lot of uh, tension, tension in the room. You know, you, you with your, your plot. Come in you on know? Sunday. You tell me what we're gonna do on the text. I put it down on the f- uh, script. And last show for me. I'm not joking. I'm done. I'm, I'm probably done by fifty. That's actually true. I'm probably done by fifty. So every Mike year Warren, he gets like this. My, every year we've been doing this for so many years, and Mike Warren can do it after that. So, are you going to give him his headphones? Your headphones? Yeah, you know what? It'll be fine.